Jacob, Jacob, Jake, Jacob, Jacob, Jake, Jacob Jones. Jacob Jones. Ben Yates. The Valley Variety, live every Thursday at 4 p.m. on Blaze Radio. Straight up 4 o'clock on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome to the Valley Variety Always producer Jack Bartlett. What's up, Jack? Glad to be here. Yeah, good to see you. It should my, be, my it should be a fun ben one. Yates. Yeah, I think we're having a good show today, Jones. And very, very, very special guest, Arizona State women's basketball head coach Natasha Adair in studio with That's us right. today. Thank you so much be for being here. here. Yes, we're going to have some fun. I'm glad to oh, be yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, coming right out of practice, right? You ran straight off the court and over here. I literally ran. That's dedication. We I like literally to hear. ran after I parked and they got close to the Starbucks. Then I ran up here. So I, I had a little head start. Yeah, the Starbucks is a landmark that we use to uh, direct our way here. Uh, whenever they said, uh, you know, we're at the Chick-fil-A, they're like, great, just keep walking towards the Starbucks and I'll find you. And I found it. So. Yeah, it's like the direction here. It's like the, it's like the pinpoint place anyone knows in downtown. It's just oh. Starbucks and Chick-fil-A. I would okay. say the Westward Ho building uh, that is very much a sore thumb in the downtown area. Yeah, it's just very <laughs> out of place. Yeah. Is that the find right that word? and you'll find anything. Yeah. No, find it's... a big net in the middle of the town. Well, I'm That's... glad to be here. I'm glad we are so here. glad to have you. Such right. a, what an amazing day we're going to have. This is yeah. already a great show. A full hour of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, so, who's got, who's got something first? Is it me or is it you, Jones? You got a question? You know what? I'm going to start out first with yes. the news that's been coming out around the Big 12 move. Oh, my gosh. And oh, start off with a heater. Yeah. Just jump wanna, right in there. I just want to hear your opinion on it moving from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. Well, I think first and foremost, um, we're still in the Pac-12. And we want to make sure um, we just stay true to it. It's a 108 years of legacy, the pac uh, but when we found out that we got the news that we were going, um, I'm sure across the league there were mixed emotions. But, you know, for, for me, actually coming into the pack, going into year two in the pack, uh, the one thing that I will say from a recruiting standpoint, it just broadens our recruiting base. Um, you know, we're able to still keep some of the integrity. We're able to keep our rivalry, that school down south. You don't lose that. Uh, and then you also lose some of the top ta- – I mean, you keep some of the top talent in, in Colorado and Utah. Those are top 25 teams. So I think just being able to merge with the Big 12 teams, and, and this is still new for them as they add new teams this year. They're going to add new teams next year. So I think we're all going to be going through it. But it's another conference that's super competitive. You know, they get seven to eight teams, you know, in the tournament. And so we're still going to be challenged. We're still going to be on the national stage. So I think that wherever wherever we were to go, um, this was a great landing point. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I find it very entertaining that 
after a year, you're already calling them the school down south. So how quickly did you get into that rivalry? You're already not even saying the name, not even the mascot. It's the school down south. Hey, I learned quickly. You know, that, that was that was on the interviewing process. That's school down south. So that's what it. That's what we refer it to as, and and that's what it'll always be. Well, as a lifelong ASU fan, I appreciate it. We don't. I don't think I've called it. That's cool. U of what's in, <laughs> in quite a long time. So okay. when I heard it, I said, okay, she already has it. I was, I was going to ask you, like, already being engraved in ASU culture, have you already felt that? Well, absolutely. I mean, you feel it just from, for me, it was just day one when you step on campus, when you talk to a, a lot of the donors, you talk to alums, you talk to uh, just coaches that have been here, coaches with tenure, they talk about, um, not only the, the community, the family, but the long, rich, you know, legacy here uh, of winners, of champions. And, you know, once a Sun Devil, always a Sun Devil. You're a Sun Devil for life. And so just knowing that, um, it was just easy to buy into the, to the culture and the legacy and the history. Uh, one of the things that I saw on social media this last week, it was Jaden Simmons' birthday. <laughs> You came into the locker room with this boombox. I had my boombox on. <laughs> Is that your, who gave that? To, how did you get that ASU decorated boombox? I have my people. You know, I have my people. You don't I want to shout them out? I can't shout them out. No, um, we actually found it in the bookstore. In the book, really? <laughs> in, the, in the bookstore. No kidding. Uh, my my director of basketball operations, Carter Kaplan. He he, you know what? He found it. He brought it in. And um, those are just things that we do, too. You saw us celebrate her birthday, but we like to have a good time, you know. And so me walking in with, with the boombox playing, I think it was 50 cents, you know, um, his birthday song. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, they see that all the time. You know, you all may see snippets of it here and there, but the players see it all the time. And it just helps them relax, but it also lets them know that they don't, they don't always have to be so serious and we, we can have a little fun. But uh, it was it was pretty heavy, too. I had to go back to old school to put it on my, on my shoulder, but it was in the bookstore. And the dance moves, too, were elite. Oh, I love to dance. Yeah. I love to dance. Just FYI, things that you need to know about Coach A. I love to dance. You went to a Beyonce concert recently too. Is that right? Oh, we could talk about this now for an hour. Um, <laughs> I am. I may Let's... be the oldest person in the Beehive, uh, but I am official member of the Beehive. I do absolutely love Beyonce. I have made every concert, and when I heard that she was coming here, neat story. Some of my college roommates, teammates, sorority sisters, family members, flew to Arizona. It was eighteen of us. And we had a Beyonce weekend. So the concert was the reason why we got together, but we just we had a really good weekend celebrating Queen Bee. This is very exciting. It's a whole weekend. So hang on. This is breaking to me. So it wasn't just a night. I want to know the weekend scope now. Oh, what man. was the weekend that entailed after this or before the concert? Well, we had a welcome social. We had the Beyonce concert. Wow. We had a... Uh, uh, floral tutorial contest at the house. We had some meditation, yoga, swimming. I, I mean, we literally had a had a girls' weekend. Wow, the so, Natasha Adair Super Bowl. I think the real question that's is what, what was. that's what it was. I think the real question is what what didn't she have at on Beyonce weekend? <laughs> a lot of sleep. Okay, you I know did, what? I did not that's, have a lot of sleep. Hey, we feel that. <laughs> it's it's what you give up to have an experience like that. Well, a whole weekend of Beyonce. I think that might was that worth it? The sleep sacrifice was that worth absolutely. it absolutely absolutely we had some line dancing going on in there too i mean it was it was jam-packed i uh, wish i would have had the itinerary are they all good line dancers they all they all 
not better than me. I mean, I had to lead all the dances. <laughs> so you're the number one line dancer Absolutely. of those eighteen. Number one. Oh, he's okay. Number one. How about again, amongst the amongst the team? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> amongst the team that you have. No, they're all okay. in college. But are, are you yeah. number one amongst those in dancing? Oh, I blow them out the water. Oh, absolutely. All right. So you will see a team line dance, and Coach A will be leading the pack. The first sure. press conference I go to, I'm going to ask Jaden Simmons, "Hey, ask Jaden, ask Jaden for sure." And we may even demonstrate. Just let. Oh, demonstration. Absolutely. That's what I was about to ask. Can we get the halftime? line dance show well we'll be, we'll be in the locker room but i don't know we're going to the volleyball game tonight maybe maybe you'll see a little there you go hey another reason game. to get it to mullet arena folks i don't know asu well, volley- come check us out asu volleyball <laughs> versus arizona at mullet go check them out another reason to be there i can't yeah. imagine that school down about- south oh that court they're playing that school down south insane yeah that courtside experience is going to be something else tonight now uh jack do you have are you a big Beyonce guy, or? Uh, I went to the concert in Nashville. Actually. I thought that's right. Yeah, I've, I recall you being a Beyonce fan yourself. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, I guess okay. you. I guess you could say that. Uh, so, uh, do you have any? <laughs> Thanks for cutting the top this topic short. There. Do you have any questions for Coach Adair here, or? Um, yeah. What was uh, What was your favorite song at the Beyonce concert? That's a good one. Oh, the my favorite song was I wanna say well, now he's putting me on the spot. There's <laughs> Love on Top. Um classic. Yeah, I, I think Love on Top. That that gets me out my seat. That that gets me dancing. Um so Love on Top. That seemed to be a more complicated question than the Big 12 move. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so many. Would um, you say Love on Top is a all time favorite or do you have an all time no, that's that's probably my all-time all time? favorite. The all-time yeah. favorite. Okay. okay. Yeah. Are amongst your top five? You know what? Wait, Jack. Can we get top five? <laughs> play like uh, the sound in here, real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you have a top five song list? And is it all Beyonce? Oh gosh. And we can you can rank them. You can take a minute to go yeah, one through I'll five. Yeah, I'll take a minute uh, for sure. And Jones, if you can stall with another question, maybe. We, yeah. <laughs> well, I want to go back while we're waiting on the 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 song list. Yes. To culture, you already said okay. about building the culture, right. your second-year head coach. How important was that coming in to build a culture in that team? It's huge. Um, and, and I don't know if you all know, but this is kind of the fourth rebuild um, that I've been a part of. And in a sense of you immediately want to come in and, and build culture. But that starts with trust. You know, I, I think in a new in a new program, new teammates, uh, this year especially, there are eight new players um, from a year ago. Uh, and, and so I think what we've been able to do is spend a lot of time together. You, you know, a year ago we got in and, and, and things just kind of moved so quickly. Our last two players didn't even join the team until August. Wow. And so we didn't have, you know, summer workouts. We really didn't have a preseason. And, and so we were just trying to get healthy. So I think this, this off season, this spring, this summer, you've seen a lot of stuff on social media, uh, just a lot of team activities, team bonding. And so with that, uh, I think that's where that trust, that's where that culture kind of grows and, and builds. And then, and then you, you build that chemistry on the court. And so we've been able to in practices and, and workouts and things of that nature. But you win in the locker room. Uh, and you win when you know your sister to your right and to your left really goes all out for you. And so I think that's what we're building as far as chemistry, 
um, camaraderie and, and team bonding, and we've been able to do that mm-hmm. um, just with more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was there for some of those games. that They were playing good. Yeah. Your team was really good. They were keeping it close, mm-hmm. and about at least half the games they were playing, Correct. it was close, especially Correct. at home. Correct. Uh, and to lose that way all in all those games, mm-hmm. it was – it was noticeably heartbreaking mm-hmm. uh, to all of you, mm-hmm. uh, especially when I remember you had a quote that said, "Like, um, you know, we are so close from winning more than just one game. It could be even like six different games, right? right. And it's just off of fourth quarter decisions, right? Right. So I I want to know, you know, what you were feeling during that time with mm-hmm. those fourth quarter decisions, mm-hmm. uh, what had happened, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, you know, now you have a whole season to come back from that. Right. Well, I think, too, it's a lot of what we weren't able to do because we were limited in numbers. I mean, there were times we only had four players. There were times we only had six. There were times. So we couldn't practice a lot of these scenarios. And most of the times you might have seen the team on game day, and we haven't – I mean, we had walkthrough, but we didn't have any live prep. Um, So it's hard to build chemistry – when you can't really practice. Um, and so I, I think that what you saw was, you know, a team, to your point, that was competing. But to be able to compete at a high level to sustain that, you have to practice that. And and so you had three players in, in Ty, Jaden, and Treasure who led the conference in minutes played. Because, again, so they really couldn't do a lot in practice because they had to make sure they had enough to sustain in a game. So I think a lot of it is just chemistry. Uh, it was a new group that hadn't played together, so they had to connect. Uh, and then there were a lot of people in different roles that they weren't in the previous year. So um, I think it was just all of that kind of mixed in together uh, where we just didn't finish. Uh, the beauty of it is a lot of those players are back. And what they've worked on this summer, what they worked on in the offseason, um, and just building that confidence, but also building that, that chemistry together. Now, you know, I know where, where my teammate's going to be because I've spent so, many, so much time on the court with them. And that matters. The more you can play together, the more you can compete together, the more you can go over those situations, end-of-game scenarios, um, practice situations. You know, it's 30 30 seconds left. We need a three. It's two minutes left. We're up five. We're down five. Then when it happens in a game, it's familiar. Um, We didn't have that ability last year just because we we had such a a depleted roster um, for the whole year. All right. And now I'm – Excited! I'm gonna try and install so you can think a little bit more on the list. So <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rank them five to one. You uh-huh. have you have a few minutes, so I can I'm gonna stall for you here. You mm-hmm. got a couple of seconds here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna rank them five through one. Jack will play a little sound effect. I believe Jones. This is exciting. It's the fourth person ever to have a top five list on this show. <laughs> Me, right? you, and Jack are the other three. Uh, we have not had another top five. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're this, starting early. There's a sound uh-huh. effect right there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no one else has had a top five oh, list. This is it's a huge right honor mm-hmm. uh, to have a top five list from someone else, uh, especially from Natasha Adair <laughs> over here. Uh, b- top five songs. Do you, are you ready for this? I'm or? ready. Okay, I'm let's ready. go with number five. If you're able, number five on the list. Number five is Beyonce, um, Single Ladies. Um, number four is. Uh, Tupac, Dear Mama. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, 
Number three is, oh God, Beyonce. Um, who runs the world? Ooh, that's a great spot right there. Okay. Um, what am I on? Two. Number two. Number two. Mary J. Blige. Oh. Uh, my life. There you go. And Crazy in Love, number one. So three Beyonce songs are in the top five. <laughs> yes. That's yes. Great. Three out of five. Yes. That's fantastic. Yes. Uh, you got that would be a great concert. Those that five playlist right there, the five song playlist there that's a good concert i would go to mm-hmm. uh, well, one that you've Jay, obviously probably tupac. been <laughs> I, i've i have i haven't seen i didn't see tupac live three, obviously three out of the but, five but though. mary j blige for sure i, I loved her concert oh, so you've been to a mary j blige concert as well and absolutely a, yeah okay absolutely uh so the super bowl halftime show in la a couple years ago uh-huh. that was an experience that had to be watched over and over again for you or over and over and over again <laughs> it was iconic it was a lot of different stars in that in that super bowl halftime that yeah. i relate to because i'm a 90s baby <laughs> <laughs> I, I know all of them that may be one of the best top five lists we ever had that was not controversial we've mm-hmm. debated a lot of top five lists around here especially when it comes to food categories or uh Whatever Jack had last time, I, I forgot what it was. Yeah, it was I remember uh, debating it for a good hour, though. It was top five pet peeves. Oh, pet peeves! Yeah, he has some oh, pet, pet peeves. peeves. Yeah. Do you have yeah. a Do you have a coaching pet peeve? Yes, I'm um, sure you could do a whole top five list on that. <laughs> the biggest thing for me is is energy. Like I, I when I, when you walk in the gym, like there needs to be just this energy, this communication, this, you know, uh, a loud gym is a winning gym. And so I'm, I'm this really big energy person. Like I just, I, I want pace and energy and communication and positivity and, you know, always shouting your teammates out and picking each other up. So I, I would say energy and I'm sure anyone who knows me will, will know that as well. What player exemplifies that the best to your standard, do you think? Ty, Ty Skinner. And, and a lot of it's probably because she, she knows me, she's played for me. Um, but she is, she is full of energy, 100%, always talking, never quiet, <laughs> full of energy well, how all easy, the time. Well, how easy does she, does she make your job? Energy is something, not something you can preach yeah. to, but it's something that builds off other people. How easy is it for her just to bring that? Well, she, she's, a, she's an extension of me, obviously, on the floor. She's a coach on the floor. Uh, she's been in the system. She knows the system. She knows the expectation. Um, she's, you know, she's won a conference championship into the tournament. So she knows. Uh, but the one thing that I say, the reason why is when she was in school and, and she had really good leaders, like there were five seniors, um, you know, when she was a sophomore. And so she got to, to learn real time, um, from a great group of people. And so when we got here, it was just a no brainer. It was the next transition for her to be able to lead vocally, but she leads by example. She's going to be, you know, the hardest worker on the court, uh, but also making sure her teammates understand what's going on. She's not afraid to talk to them. She's learned all of her teammates. So the deliveries are, are different and, and just how to get the best out of them. But, um, I don't know if she will coach down the road, but but she would be a phenomenal coach. Uh, she's a she just knows the game and, and such a great leader. 
Well, going to that, I want to do some superlatives. You just said she make the great co- greatest coach. Mm-hmm. Other superlatives. Other superlatives. Mm-hmm. Dirtiest locker. Who do you think? Oh, oh <laughs> God. Let's just let's just jump oh, into it. Oh my God! Oh. I don't know. It's I know it may be calling out some people, but yeah. let's. Wow. I don't know who would have the dirtiest locker. The fact that she's willing to answer this for you oh, is amazing. No, it's, I, oh, I want I, all the tea. <laughs> she, she's oh. fine with it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> we have some side chat here. <laughs> we got side chatter. Um, I'm not sure, you know, but the one thing that I will say is that we do kind of like weekly cleans, you okay. know, so, so they know kind of weekly <laughs> We have a, a calendar of just assignments on whose turn it is to make sure the locker room is clean. But um, they're student athletes. They're running from point A to point B. Um, I'm sure if you walked in there right now, there there would be just some stuff mm-hmm. all over the place. But uh, I, I don't even know whose locker would be. <laughs> well, you mentioned <laughs> the student dirtiest locker. <laughs> you mentioned student athlete. <laughs> She's so afraid to call someone out. She's like. No, I, that's for the thing. I don't think she is afraid to call anyone no, out. I, don't I think know. she has a name on her mind. <laughs> I think I she could, has names on her mind. I can see we're just, we're we're just the staying, We're just staying with really good culture, right? We're working on this yeah. culture. So it's about positive reinforcement. Positive. Yeah. I'm certain she's got a top three between right now that she, in her head that she could, <laughs> you know, juggle which one could be number. I can probably three. tell you that my daughter's dorm room is probably junky. That that's for sure. My daughter freshman. I'm sure there's. You know what, all over the place. It's mm. just probably stuff everywhere. So I'll throw my daughter out there. Yes. Uh, not you know the, not the players, but we'll throw the daughter I'll under the bus. I'll throw my daughter That's under the bus. I mean, I'll throw Allie under the bus. I was waiting for the fanfare to come out of the check. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it no, now. Just just it hey, there we go. <laughs> on time is late, Jack. And late is just unacceptable. I want to I jump to something you said about okay. student-athletes. How important is it for you to preach to them, mm-hmm. keeping their, not only are they athletes, but they're in the classroom right. doing classes like us. How important is making that time for them and preaching that that time is, is very valuable? Well, they're, student, they're students first, and mm-hmm. that's one thing that we don't lose sight of. Um, you know, it is important for us to to holistically be there for them and not just compartmentalize it with basketball but we tell them that from day one you know we want to make sure that when we're recruiting those student athletes um, that they understand that they're coming here to be students first Uh, and we're you know a team GPA of 3.5 that's something that we really emphasize and and, um, really encourage but we have so many good people with us our academic advisor um, we make sure that once we know their schedules, if a player comes up and says, coach, you know, I need to meet with my professor or it may conflict with practice or I may have to leave practice early because I have to go to a lab or I have to go to a group presentation, whatever it may be, that we don't we don't compromise anything for the academic side of it. And, and so um, our student athletes, even on the road, we have study hall on the road. We make time for study hall. So um we talk about the academic integrity here at ASU. And we make sure we talk about that with recruits, the recruits that that we bring. We want them to understand that academics are important, um, over 150 majors. So we don't pigeonhole them into to one or two that may be convenient mm-hmm. uh, for practice schedules. We want them to take full advantage of the experience 
Um, and that's even, you know, if they're internship opportunities, whatever it may be, uh, we want them to have that full experience as a student athlete. And what's the, you know, there's a student athlete that they have to go through all these daily things with the, you know, the classes, mm-hmm. 3.5 GPA, that's, a, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, and then basketball, but for you, mm-hmm. you also have a lot on your plate. So what's your, no. you don't, <laughs> what's your daily routine that you, you have a mother and a coach, yeah. what, what's the daily routine for that? Well, I'm a mother first. And so that that's the biggest thing for me. And, and, you know, my staff knows, my players know. I think the biggest thing for me as a coach and as a leader is the team around me. And so it allows me to be who I am and, and you know, sit here with you guys because I have confidence and my, my crew, my staff that helps manage things. Um, but for me, you know, even though I'm an empty nester, oh my gosh, this is all new to me. Uh, my daughter's a freshman. My, my son is actually out of college. My son's 26. My daughter's 18. And I still get up and I, I set my alarm in the morning to make sure that she got to her 8 a.m. class uh, <laughs> all the way in Texas. You know, we have our morning FaceTimes to talk about their day and what they're going to do. Um, so I don't lose sight of that. Even though one's in North Carolina, one's in Texas, I'm, I'm still mom. Um, but if you come in our gym, it's not uncommon for you to hear the players say Mama A instead of Coach A. Uh, and, and so I wear so many hats with that. I have three former players on my staff uh, that we started this journey when they were 16. And, you know, one's 25 and the other two are in their 30s. And so it, it's just, you know, I coach from a maternal instinct. Uh, we tell our parents that at the end of the night, you know, I don't make any, I don't make many promises, but I do promise that when they lay their head down that night as parents, that they know their daughters are, are taken care of and their daughters are okay. And so I, I just, I kind of bottle it all up and make sure I'm there for, for all of them while, when they need me. Um, and I'm learning how, I haven't mastered it, but I'm learning how to take those, those 20 minutes or, or that hour a day just for me time and me time is really quiet time. I like I like the pool, so I'm always I'm always in the pool. I'm always, you know, the sound of the water or whatever that relaxes me. But um, it's just being there for for my children, but also my extended family with my student athletes. Well, your daughter Allie, as well as a volleyball player at Texas State, yeah. being a coach and also having a student athlete daughter, mm-hmm. is there is there a connection there as well? Is there a a bond there as well you oh, guys share? Gosh. It, it, I'm sure. Um, now, my son started it. He played basketball at Johnson C. Smith, mm-hmm. so he was the first student athlete, and then and Allie followed suit, but she did not play basketball, go figure. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, to your point, it's just neat, neat things, traits that they picked up and, and that they still use in their life. I mean, you know, we can sit and have a conversation, and they all know kind of how we cover ball screens. Like, they'll watch a game, and my son will call, and They'll say, well, they were supposed to do this on that ball screen or they were supposed to like they know the terminologies. Uh, And and it's amazing because they will share things. And I'm like, wow, you know that you were really paying attention. Uh, One thing that I do now um, with my team before every practice, I give them a quote and it could be any quote, but it's just kind of today. It could have been it was a team uh, team teammate quote, but it could be any type of positive energy to kind of refocus, recenter before we start. Well, my daughter now I started sending me quotes and she says, mommy, I give quotes to the team. Wow. And so she picked up, you know, just that, just that little bit of, of positivity and 
the other day she called and told me she's a, you know, she got picked to be a SAC representative, student athlete advisory mm-hmm. committee rep as a freshman. Uh, mommy, I hosted a recruit. So just wow. her words and her experiences. And, and I do know that, you know, their coaches see her as a leader, even though she is very young, but she's grown up, she's grown up in the locker room. She's grown up in the gym. And so, um, it kind of touched my heart when she said, Mommy, I'm the quote person. I give them quotes because I know she was paying attention. Wow. That's beautiful. That's, yeah. That is that's an amazing connection there of mm-hmm. being. So, like, were you a the sideline parent as well of, like, watching her play? Are you the get to your spa, get to your? Get to your... Not really with volleyball. Okay. Uh, I'm more of just the volleyball mom. Mm-hmm. Now, with my son, absolutely. I was on the edge of the seat, and I'm like, you got you to gotta get your foot all the way on the sideline. You got, oh, we're in 22. We got to get out of 22. We got to get out of the zone. Oh, I was that parent. Um, and it was, we, we had an agreement. 10 minutes, I would give him 10 minutes after the game. We would not talk about it. And then 11 minutes after that game, let, let's talk. And mm-hmm. he would already say, okay, mom, give it to me. Uh, but it was again all positive. I'm never that that was never that parent that questioned, obviously the coach or anything. If if you heard from me, it was probably effort based um, for him, and mm-hmm. and energy based for him. But but never questioning anything that the coach did or didn't do. I know plenty of, <laughs> I know pl- playing literally. My mom would be like, step in the box. Don't be afraid of the ball. Come on, let's let's. <laughs> So nice to know there's that connection there, too. It yeah. makes me feel a little better. Yeah. Well, my dad was my soccer coach, so, I mean, he would just tell me yeah, all the you know stuff what? at home. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we had to live with him. We had to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went to you know, practice with coach. I went to home with coach. You know, mm. that's How was that for you? Uh, it, honestly, easy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I also went to church with coach. He was the pastor, too. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, good. Yeah, it was, a, it was a full circle. Like, I'd never had a day without him. Uh, okay. Couldn't. <laughs> He didn't get out of my sight, uh, and I think he did that un- intentionally. Uh, but you know, I quit soccer a couple years later. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't because of him. How did he it take was, that? Uh, he wanted me to get back out there, okay. uh, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. I got a little lazy after that. Well, <laughs> I said no. I, you know, playing sports? No. Reporting? Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? No, you know what? Right. You're still out. around the it game. Worked out. You're still right. around the game. Well, it's funny. I think I like that connect. Is being a mom and having a student athlete mm-hmm. daughter and student athlete son mm-hmm. help you recruit and talk to parents? Absolutely. Um, uh, and that a lot of the parents, you know, they talk about that. Um, I've had parents ask me about it. This may be their first time going through just their daughters being recruited or when they have to come to college. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, you know, how did you handle that? What advice would you give me? So not even talking about you know, being their daughter's coach, it, it's just more of just being a parent and, and just best advice, best practices. Um, but I, I would say that, you know, the biggest thing is, is, you know, the parents love the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm a mom. And when their daughters may, you know, not feel well, or their daughters mm-hmm. may, you know, what could anything that could be going on, they trust that from a parental instinct yeah. uh, that I'll be able to be aware, um, be able to handle it and, and literally just be, most parents just want to know their daughters are going to be okay. Yeah. They don't really call about the basketball stuff. They're like, okay, that's, you know, you'll take care of that. And my daughter will, will work hard for that. Yeah. But just outside of basketball, if sure. my daughter needs to talk, if she's going through something, you know, you are in her most formidable years Yeah. and just knowing that, 
they trust that I'll be there for her, not in just me, my, my staff. Um, and I also think that when they know that I coached three former players on my team mm-hmm. when they were 15, yeah. 16 years old to now, um, as young adults, I think that goes a long way as well. Well, that's just as important, right? I mean, you're coaching them at stage of their life. They're still they're still in school. They're mm-hmm. completing their education. They're still trying to figure out kind of like what they want to do with their life, whether yeah. it be basketball or beyond. So, Correct. is that even even better? It's almost is it a almost like a privilege, right? Yeah, it is for sure. And I think it's just I think it's a, it's always been a special bond for me. I love watching videos of coaches watching. That because the coach bond, yeah. I think is something that it's. I mean, you're with them a lot, a lot, <laughs> <laughs> and and they're you know they're 17 to 24. Mm-hmm. Well, now with the portal, five, 26, 27. I don't know how <laughs> old they are now when they get out of here. Um, and and for the first time, they're away from home. Mm-hmm. They're making these adult decisions, um, and they're going through life changes. And sometimes they can't always have, you know, mom and dad or, or whoever is part of their support system right in front of them. And so they'll come upstairs and and they'll say, you know, hey, I'm dealing with this or I'm, I'm excited about that. And so you're literally going through important moments um, with them, you know, and, and I, I take that um, seriously. You know, I, I don't uh, shy away from it. And so it, it's part of just being their coach, being their leader. Uh, it's bigger than basketball. Wow. It really is. Sorry, I had to step away there. I no. shifted some cameras around. Uh, mm-hmm. We're very you know, very much a, a subsidiary of a larger program that likes to use the studio space. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Uh, <laughs> no had worries. to move some boxes around. <laughs> uh, Jack Bartlett actually texted me uh, exactly what box I was supposed to move, and I decided to move the opposite one. Uh, the smaller one is what I went for. And then he said, no, the bigger one, the one that's more inconvenient to the camera's position. Oh, Please okay. move that one. <laughs> so I, I had to step away there for a second and uh, uh, put some physical force into uh, lifting that heavy box. So You did journalism. a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Kind of looked like that, that boom box. I thought you were going to bring the boom box over. <laughs> but <laughs> well, now we can't I bring out the boom box. I need a boom <laughs> box. That, well, no. no, what that is is... Uh, just a mess in a box. <laughs> well, gosh, now she revealed the box. secret. We're going to bring right. up the whole boom box. And, oh, God, never mind. I think I made a mess over there, Jones. It's, a, it's, it's fine. That's it's a, fine. Yeah. That, that's a future us problem. That's not even an us problem. <laughs> Eve, that's my favorite kind of problem. <laughs> that's how we roll. Yeah, we just cause problems for everyone else. That's what we okay. like to do. Uh, so, sorry, I lost track of where we were. Where, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a question for I was talking about boxes, and now I'm, I'm lost for a second. Uh, okay, you know what? I do like this question that I formulated. Okay. Uh, it's not a top five list, but you don't have to make it a top five okay. list. Okay. But you've been around mm-hmm. uh, two different schools and, as a coach before. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the best career moments you've had mm-hmm. so far? Uh, wow. Well, it's been a lot of different schools. Um, you know, Georgetown, Wake Forest, College of Charleston, Delaware, Arizona State. So there's a lot of, a lot of moments, but I will say my first year coaching, um, I was at the College of Charleston, and he's going to kill me if he ever, ever sees this. Uh, we beat my alma mater, the University of South Florida, wow. uh, when they were top 25 in the country. Hey. So that was, that was pretty impressive, uh, and we beat them. I mean, it was, I think it was 17. Um, so that, that was a really, really good game. 
and that was kind of like you know your first your head coach and you know so and it was my alma mater so it was a, mm-hmm. it was a lot on that game so that was a good moment i will say obviously when we won um the conference championship uh, went to the NCAA at, at Delaware, and they hadn't been since Elena Deladon. So it was, you know, a decade, literally, since they had been. So that was a that was a really really good moment. Um, winning two gold medals with USA Basketball, um, not one but two, uh, in 2018 and 2019. Uh, standing on those podium, we were the 2018 was in Mexico City, and then 2019 was in Thailand. And so to be able to represent, you know, USA and and, um, when they put that gold medal around your neck, it just uh, it's a feeling like no other and to be amongst the best and and win. So those were those were two really good moments. And there's a the medal, one of the medals, you know, hang hang in my office and and it's a reminder of it every day and players come in and and they get to see it. Uh, And I will also say um, another moment is watching players I've had several players get drafted and so um, one I I was there in New York draft day with her she was picked first round 14th pick Uh, and then to carry over I was able to see her jersey get retired at the Minnesota Lynx right next to Simone Augustus's jersey Um, that was that was last July Um, but I mean there's so many moments and and I will tell you the other moment or moments is when you get that phone call from your former player and says, hey, I just got recognized as teacher of the year. Um, Or, you know what, I'm getting married. Can you come to the wedding? Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, I passed my, uh, I passed the bar or I'm now, I'm now starting my new practice, whatever it may be. Um, Or I just had my first child or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't lose, you don't lose touch with them because, you know, they've graduated. We say four for the rest of your life. It's not just four years, but it literally is for the rest of your life. And so I'm involved in, in a lot of their lives still. We talk all the time. I had a, a 50th birthday party and a lot of my former players showed up and I didn't know it was a surprise. Mm-hmm. And then to see the video of, of maybe another 20, 30 for, former players on the video, just bringing up memories and moments that I'm like, wow, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. So um, winning for sure and, and, and obviously having, you know, that success, but also impacting my players and being able to have those lifelong relationships are, are moments I celebrate. Well, I feel like saying you know, you're only as good as the company you keep. Mm-hmm. And like, what does that mean? Like that you can, that you've become such a figure to to a lot of these athletes that they're able to go back and they want to share these moments with you. It's the promise that I made from day one. You know, there's so many coaches who coach for different reasons. And one of my really good coaching buddies, his name is Kevin Sutton, and and we became close when I was the head coach at Georgetown. Um, He was on the men's side and he was one of the assistants. And we would talk all the time just just about the game and about life. And And he used a phrase called living trophies. And what that means is we're ultimately, as, as head coaches, we're chasing that, that national championship trophy. That is the goal. But along the journey to get there, your living trophies are your student athletes. And so you win through them. And so that just kind of always stuck with me that I'm in this to 
to just really lead and, and mentor and grow our young people. We will win through them. I will win through them. And so the more that I can impact them, um, you know, the, the more fulfilled I am mm-hmm. along this journey. Wow. I, I really like the, you know, it's more than the trophies. It's more than the basketball game. It's, you know, and affecting the lives of the young people in this locker room. Yes. And carrying it forward into whatever they do after the after the game if it's doing more of the game professionally or if it's doing something else a little bit farther mundane and behind the camera or without the camera even around the area yeah uh and i really like that uh especially like you know it's it's asu but Mm -hmm. i mean it's you know you had all these other schools that haven't been as much in the spotlight Mm -hmm. uh but with there being i mean it's not a huge spotlight on asu (laughs) basketball but there's at least a little bit more with it being Pac-12 and right. the end well, of Pac-12 now. Correct. Uh, so with that spotlight, what do you uh, like to do with these players, mm-hmm. even if they don't go into professional basketball? Mm-hmm. Like with that spotlight, what do you like to have them perform? Yeah. Well, I, I think the biggest thing is empowering them to use their voice, to use their platform. And so whatever whatever that may be, um, you know, the biggest thing is for us is always to give back, right? They're going to see us on game day. They're going to see us compete nationally against the top teams in the country, right? And so that's – I want you all to know them as women's basketball players here at ASU, but I also want our fans and our, you know, our community to know them as people. And so how do they do that? They do that because we get out in the community. We serve um, community service, community outreach, community engagement is very important uh, because I also want them to understand that n- not everyone gets this opportunity to be on the stage. And so how do you give back? Uh, how do you um, just show your gratitude for, for this opportunity? And, and so we talk a lot about a lot about just service and, and, and giving back to our community, but also being in a position where they may be role models and people look up to them, young girls look up to them. And so um, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we, we push them really hard, you know, on the court and to perform and to be, and to be just great ambassadors here at ASU um, in the classroom, on the court and in the community. But we also want to empower them. Um, to be able to use their voice to know what's important to them, uh, their passions, and, and to speak to those. Uh, and, and you see their confidence grow as young people and, and young women. So it's a holistic approach uh, to coaching them. Have you, have you, you know, coaching for quite a while? Like, uh, long time. <laughs> seeing that student athlete role mm-hmm. change from student athletes oh, to NIL mm-hmm. to transfer portal, have you seen that? that change it's changed um it's changed but you know i i think where we're going with it 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 just gives them more responsibility um to to promote themselves right more accountability um i think we'd still do empower them but but now i i think with the nil and and name image and likeness and being able to be a brand being able to tap into whatever their interests are in addition to being a student athlete that's okay to do um so i i think we're just equipping them w- earlier you know you they're learning um financial literacy they're learning how to brand themselves they're learning contract negotiations they're learning how to do all these different things that they would be doing upon graduation but now it's just real time going through it and so 
I think that we're here, you know, whether some people agree or, or disagree, this is where we are. And we've built young people up to be just these entrepreneurs, these business owners, um, just super powerful. And so I just think that give, educating them, giving them the resources, the tools to be effective um, and, and just the financial literacy, just to be able to, once they graduate, they're already um, ahead of the game. And, and so I think it's a win-win anytime that you can continue to grow. Obviously I wish I'm like, gosh, I wish we would have had that, you know, when we were in school, but you just see how much it's grown, you know, from a, when I graduated, there was no WNBA. So I'm not going to tell you how old I am. Um, but now there is, you know, so there are just other opportunities and to be able to still, like you said, you know, 26 years of coaching, you know, getting ready to head to 27 years of coaching, um, I've seen the game change in so many different ways, but I will say for the better, uh, I think as a head coach and, and uh, obviously with, with our um, athletic department and our support, we have to manage things and, and make sure we're educating our student athletes on um, the right way to do things and, and how to balance things from a standpoint of, okay, now I have NIL. Now I still have to make sure I keep my GPA up. Now I have to make sure I'm still working hard, you know, in the classroom and on the court. So we help them with, with time management and, and balancing things of that nature. But I, I think this just puts them ahead of the game uh, once they graduate. Uh, Mr. Bartlett from the Regions Beyond has a question. Yes. It's on his shoulder. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Natasha, you've talked a, a lot about um, communication in the locker room and then empowering these student-athletes' voices, um, which, first of all, is very admirable. I, I respect that, as a coach, you are pushing these student-athletes to find that voice. I'm curious how you push and challenge them um, to find those voices and, and empower them to use their voice, not just on the court, but... Um, in society. Is that the question? Uh, I believe that is the question. Is that the question, Jack? <laughs> How do we empower them yeah. to use their voices? There you go. Oh, I, I think in, in different ways. I think the first thing, and, and just in my experience over the years, not even uh, since I've been here, but in addition to, I think it's just kind of what's going on. Sometimes you empower them um, by what's going on in the community, what's going on um, nationally. Um, and then you understand where they are with their passions and their interests. And so it could be causes, it, it, you know, it could be, um, I will give an example of a time where it was social justice and it was voting initiatives, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, our players expressed to me, you know, we, we had this exercise uh, when they first get to campus, we talk about their why and what's important to them. Uh, why do you play the game of basketball? Some people play it for the, their family. Some people play it for the love. Um, some people play it because, again, they just absolutely uh, love competing. They want to play pro. And then you learn about their interests outside of basketball. Uh, and so I think it's more about learning who they are uh, and then being able to tap into or, or create opportunities for them um, to be vocal, to use their voice, to tap into whatever it is uh, that may interest them. But, um, uh, you know, I know before we've we've had voting initiatives where our, where our student athletes were kind of on the forefront where they went out and, and got the whole um, student athlete body to, to register to vote. 
um, because that was just a passion of, of theirs. Um, I know back when uh, it was social justice and and um, just the, the George Floyd murder, Breonna Taylor murder, and, and they really dove into how to create laws and how to get laws passed and things of that nature. And this was done as a team. Uh, and uh, where we were before, um, they actually got the state. It was it was passed the carotid treatment, um, the the no knock warrant, the body cams turned on. They got that passed into law, um, and so you know just little things. But that was something, and they came to me. You know, they said, you know, a lot's going on in the world, and we just don't want to be another hashtag. We don't want to just do what's trending. We want to make change. And so I said, okay, what does that look like? And they were able to talk to me as a team. And 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 literally, I mean, we talked to the attorney general. We talked to the governor. You know, like all those things happened, and, and the kids really pushed with that. And so I just think you just have to be there as a resource for them. But they have to know, they have to feel that trust. They have to feel like they can come upstairs and come in the office and say, hey, coach, this is what's on my mind. You know, will you support me? Will you stand with me? You know, what advice do you give me? And I think that's just over time as you spend time with them and you build that trust. But for me as a coach, I want to know each individual player. I want to know what makes them tick. I want to know on their good days, how do I help them? On their bad days, what do I need to do to pick them up? And so I'm intentional, no different than our staff. We want to make sure that we know who they are as people first. I find that amazing that it's the players reaching out to you Mm -hmm. about you know, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, mm-hmm. but how, like, you know, a locker room full of these young women, young black women, too, mm-hmm. in this locker room, how do you address that as a coach? Well, I think the first thing you talk about is respect. It's respect and love, right? We can we can respect each other's differences, but there's a there's a mutual love for why we're here. I think the biggest thing is, is, is communication and vulnerabilities and, and just I'm going to respect my teammate. Just being, how about just being kind? You know, I think, I th- and I, you know, I laugh at that, but just kind. Just be kind to one another, respect one another, um, and listen, listen to understand. And so we talk about a lot of that and, and knowing that um, you will learn more. We are more alike than we are different when we communicate. And so I think when we have these conversations about heroes and hardships and highlights in your lives, you learn that, you know what, hey, we've experienced a lot of the same things, or we like the same things, or I'm passionate about the same things, and and how do we come together, and how do we serve, and how do we grow, and how do we impact and make change? So, um, But it it all starts with with that respect and that trust and that love. What's one of the hardest conversations you've had to have as a coach in a locker room setting? Oh, God, I, I think it was, um, for sure, it was around, it wasn't here, this, uh, this was years back, um, it was presidential debate. Mm. Is this 2016 Pre- or 2020? <laughs> Not I don't know when it was, yeah. but it was a presidential debate, and, and that was... Um, Really, it, it was just about understanding that we're we're in a locker room and and we're a team and and um, you know we're sisters and we're going to compete. But there's also a level of, hey, I'm going to respect you, um, even if we agree or, or, or agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. There's a level of respect that keeps us together and keeps us working together. Sorry, poor Bartlett's lights keep going out and <laughs> <laughs> such an we're such in a poverty state here. We know. 
Our audio is always off. The lights are always off. You know, we have to move boxes around. It's really just an exciting time here at Blaze Radio. <laughs> Isn't it, Bartlett? You know, having a good time? Yeah, I'm, I'm loving that the I got to keep waving my hands for the, the lights <laughs> to come on. You know, it's... <laughs> I keep seeing you frail around in there, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's happened. Uh, I think twice now. What's exciting is it's all on camera. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Hey, more more fun with that, right? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, we are we're nearing the end of the show. Does anyone have want to squeeze something in last second or? Yeah, all you talked about being in the community here, right. and it was really important to you, especially Tempe area. Yes. You you've done the puck drop at mullet you right. thrown out a first pitch at a Diamondbacks game yes how important is that to you mentally off the court on the court what does that mean to you well i mean it's everything you know there's nowhere that i can go uh here in tempe or just in the area without if i have this pitchfork on i mean it, it, people everywhere will stop me and so that just lets you know that we are the community's team and so to be a part of it, especially as a new coach, I want to get out. You know, I wanted to get out in the community. I wanted them to see me. Uh, I wanted to meet them, you know, donors, alums. I mean, I'm talking to so many people all the time. And I think the biggest thing that I ask is coming in as a new coach, what are traditions that I need to know about? What are things that are important to you as a, as a lifelong fan or an alum? Because I don't want to stray away from that. Um, what did you experience maybe at the games or environment uh, in the games, in-game in game activities? What do you need to know? Uh, and, and so those have been really neat conversations, just learning about the history, learning what's important to our fans, to our community, and, and make sure we don't lose that, even though, again, there, there is a change, there's a transition. I still want them to, to understand that they matter and that we're still their team. I'll tell you what, calling the team down south is a really good start. Okay, we, good. Well, I will stay with that yeah, for sure. That, for sure. You gain a lot of respect doing that okay. around here. Again, and everyone everyone that. lights up just like yeah. you do when I say it. They're yeah. like, yes, so, you hey, got it. Right, you got so, it. Someone gets it. Do you have yes. fire in your gut, Jones? Oh, we do. That's a whole other conversation about <laughs> another head coach in this town. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, it's been an honor. Uh, the whole hour that we've had yeah, here. it's come by really fast it's, it's, <laughs> it really has oh uh, we're so happy that you uh accepted the official valley variety business card that we uh <laughs> we started handing out in march yes. uh yes and took a long time to get us you know set on the date that we can do it but we're right. so happy that you came here well, out of I'm your way happy to be here running from practice oh. you know straight to get here uh totally out of your way we appreciate no. it more than you know well you I appreciate you all and your support, uh, and just this is an opportunity again for me to talk a little bit about who I am, but what's important to me as a coach here, and, and um, whatever. Hopefully, you'll come back. Hopefully, maybe we'll work on that line dance together. Uh, maybe that's that's for the next show. Um, <laughs> but I, I do. I appreciate you all. You know, just sharing this, telling the stories, and uh, you have an open invitation whenever you want. You know that I forgot to do any poll questions, Jones. So I'm going to put one out here. Do you want line dancing at the next halftime show? Yes or no? I we'll put, I put that on the Twitter and the Instagram. Oh, God. I personally do. Do you want line dancing? Yes or no? We'll see the response. If we beat that team down south tonight at we Boulder are dancing. Arena, we, we better see some line dancing. Yes. So another reason to and head out tonight. Come sold on. out crowd tonight at Mullet Arena. Our, our cheering our women's volleyball team. Our 12-0.
right? That's Over right. 12 yeah. and 0 women's volleyball team. So really proud of them and excited. Our our whole team will be there and we'll make sure we represent. Well, Coach Adair, we can't thank you enough for coming on and wish you best of luck this year to yourself you. and your team. Thank you both. Yeah. Let's give it a round. Give no, it a round, no, guys. Come on. No, no. <laughs> Play thank the poem. You. Jacob Jones. So the Cardinals are hiring coaches. But as the season approaches, I'm getting worried about my team. Ben Yates. And don't get me started on Gannon. Kind of feels like the Cardinals are loading themselves into a cannon. The Valley Variety, live every Thursday at 4 p.m. on Blaze Radio.